and welcome to our world with your host Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you today, sir? Everything's good. It's been a good weekend since the last show. How's everything with you? Pretty good, man. The weather here is insane. I mean, we went from our uh, 90s to right now it feels like 50s and rain. So it's affecting my body. I'm hoping that I'm not catching a cold, but I don't feel a hundred percent in my body. That's for sure. But my my brain feels beautiful. So I guess that's what matters. Yeah, that's a positive thing. You catch any sports this weekend yet? Um, mostly just basketball. Okay. So you didn't watch the fights. Uh, I, I missed the UFC and I missed boxing, but I did catch some of the uh, replay of the boxing. Alberto? Yes. Okay, so how was that fight? Because I did not watch it. Uh, it was it was alright. I mean, they kept crashing heads, which which Sean Porter tends to do. He knocked Burton out. I mean, Berto out, but uh, it was a showtime fight. So um wasn't much excitement. They did have two girls on the card that was really, really good. Wow, I haven't heard of female uh, pro boxers in quite a while, so, damn, I wish I would have known about that. I would have checked that out. Maybe I got to see that on replay. Yeah, they had this one girl who was pretty good. At, I can't remember if she stopped or if they stopped it because the other girl's face was just badly damaged. Oh, okay. Well, see, now I definitely will see that on replay. I, I I gotta I don't know what it is, man. I love fighting, but I really love it when somebody gets busted up. Yeah, I, I mean, that. it wasn't like she was leaking out of face, but she just had knots all over the place. Oh, okay. Well, I actually did watch, and I mean, I watched prelims and main event of uh, this UFC fight night. And this I was a Fox, right? This was uh, Fox Sports One, yes. Okay. It was a freebie, and it was actually a good card. Uh, I'm going to say that the people of, uh, it was in Nashville, okay. The Spurs played in Memphis. This was in Nashville. I don't know what these fucking people in Nashville wanted when they were constantly booing these fighters who put on a damn good card. It didn't make was not happy unless it's like a knockout brawl. Okay, and you know what? They had some leakage, I mean, heavy leakage. So there were people busted up. There were knockouts. There were submissions. The women started off, and women always get down. You know, they don't, women don't play games. Yeah, I think UFC did themselves a service by actually adding two women weight classes. But I always feel like when the women step in the ring, they're not trying to fill each other out. They're just going straight to it. Yeah, you know what? The women don't play the fill-out game. Because a lot of them are not worried about getting clean, knocked out like guys are. Yeah. Because all women don't have their power. You know, a lot of them have technique. But, you know what? I've been watching this Jake Ellenberg guy fight for a long, long time. I think he's had like, damn it, 30 fights in the UFC. And this dude is completely giving up his looks. He looks like if you would put a picture of somebody who fights for a living in a, in a book, I say, this is what a fighter is. That's the way his face is. His ears is fucked up. His nose is messed up. His brow. I mean, his whole, he looks like a pug. <laughs> and this guy, Mike Perry, I don't know if you watch this show. Do you watch Into the Badlands? No. 
Okay, well, I watched Into the Badlands, and the lead character is this, is, is a baron on the show. And he's a white guy, and he has this kind of like black people hanging voice. Well, this Mike Perry sounds exactly like him. I closed my eyes, and I thought I was watching an episode of Into the Badlands. And then he hit Jake Ellenberg with a short left elbow, and I mean, clean, clean, go to sleep. Do not pass gold. Do not collect $200. It one, one of those nasty ones where your body shakes and your arm goes in the sky. Oh, man. Oh, I'm about to pull that up. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm, it, I'm looking at this Jake Ellenberg guy. You see his face? His ears are like, I don't even know how they let him fight with that, all that cauliflower. Oh, man. Well, then also you got to check out his nose. You know, he had a normal face. He had a normal, well, put it this way. Before, we, as wrestling fans, we all know Devon Dudley. Yeah. You know, there was a time Devon's forehead didn't look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. There was a time where Jake looked like a regular man and not a dude who, you said, damn, his face looks like a uh, catcher's mitt now. Yeah, it looks like his arm was, I mean, his nose was broken a few times. It just wasn't set properly. Or maybe he just let it heal. And it, it like, kind of puffed up in the front half. I don't know. And flat in the box. <laughs> yeah, he could go to that show box. Yeah, and he might have broke, he might have broke the guy who beat him, Mike Perry's nose. But, because that dude was, he was leaking, and then he, it seemed like that's what pissed him off, and he hit him with this little, I mean, this elbow out. It was like an RKO out of nowhere. Pow! And night, good night, like I said, go to sleep. Now, how I care for Diego Sanchez, and you know who Diego Sanchez is, right? Yeah, mm hmm. Now, what I don't like, and I was telling my wife this before the fight started, Diego Sanchez is one of the guys in the UFC that makes me, like, the saddest. He went from a technician to something happened about five, six years ago. I don't know what happened. He decided he's just going to be a monster now. All he is is a monster. Technique out the fucking window. And you know what? It was weird because they interviewed Aya Kinga before the fight, and he said, if you come at me just being this beast with no technique, I'm going to destroy you. And that's what Diego did. And it was like, you know what? I guess I was looking at Diego the same way they look at Diego. Diego is it's like, okay, I'm just super tough now. He gets knocked out in the first round, devastated. You want to pull this one up, too, because... This was a knock. Put it this way. He got knocked down. Knocked out. And because he is a monster, he got up and got knocked out again. Basically, he got knocked out twice in one round. <laughs> I mean, he got knocked out twice in one round. He really earned his paycheck. Yeah, just saw the nasty elbow from uh, the Mike Curry guy. That was, oh, it happened so fast, I didn't even see it the first time. I had to watch it again. Yeah, that's what I said. I called an RKO out of nowhere, man. <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to focus a lot on this card. Now, what I will say, and and uh, Conor McGregor's butt boy, Autumn Lobentort. Why Autumn is even in the UFC, I don't know. First of all, he has a 14, and he walked in the ring with a 14-12 and 12 record. 
So maybe right? he's, he's Connor's guy, so. Yes. Connor got him on the, Connor got him on, um, the Ultimate Fighter. He loses on the Ultimate Fighter, and another guy gets pulled out because of injury. So you know they have to have a replacement to come and fight. Yeah. He gets Autumn to fight the replacement fight also. Oh. Autumn mm. loses. Autumn's been losing since he's in the UFC. Now, I'm going to give him credit. He went five tough rounds with Cub Swanson. And Cub Swanson's a beast. A beast. On the ground and standing. But every time Cub hit him, Autumn got what I call Bambi legs. <laughs> like a brand new fucking Dearborn. I mean, he would get hit and do like a a quick step in a circle, like in like right where he was standing. I was like, can this guy take a punch at all? But because he's Connor's boy, and then you know, instead of Connor being honest after the fight and saying, you know, Autumn got kind of handled. Oh, I'm so proud of my brother and the that great job he did. The, uh, yeah, he gave a gutsy performance. Well, you know what? If gutsy means you get your ass kicked and you keep taking it without quitting, then he's right. But if gutsy means that you ever had the other guy in um in in trouble, then he's wrong. He calls himself the Russian hammer? Yeah. You know what it is? He holds his hands down to his damn hip. His boxing style, I mean he must he must be powerful of some some degree, but he never he never hit Cub Swanson with a punch that would put him in jeopardy the whole father. We took him 25 minutes of fighting, and you don't have the other guy in jeopardy, and you're wearing four-ounce gloves. I don't know how much a hammer you really carry. <laughs> you know, I just think that's all Connor bigging his boy up. I don't know. I don't know how such a winner and such a guy who, and, and I'm not talking about in life. I'm just saying I don't know how such a winner in, in a sport and a loser in the sport are so tight, but, you know, I, I guess strange things happen. I'm not saying uh, Cub Swanson calling out Jose Aldo now? Yeah, well, you know, Aldo retired. No, Aldo has a fight coming up. Aldo uh, so is fighting. Because he could get the fight. Oh, no, and he came back and won the belt. He's fighting, uh, the, he's fighting actually the, the Hawaiian guy who's the champion. What the hell is his name? Um... I got to think about his name. It will come to me. I don't want to delay us here, but it will definitely come to me. Uh, Aldo, I think, is fighting in June or July. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. And I like how uh, Jose Aldo a lot. I mean, you know, Aldo's a beast. Oh, matter of fact, Jose Aldo is fighting Holloway. Oh, that's And I was okay. right. Max Holloway, June 3rd. And you want to know something? I think Max Holloway will give Aldo and Connor all all the business they want. Ooh, June third. I'm actually in Vegas. Wonder where that where that would be. Well, you you're safe in Vegas because that shit is all the way in Rio de Janeiro. Crap. Right. Actually, the UFC is not in Vegas till July, July fourth. Oh. What they do is they have their fan like their fan fest. Yeah. And their fan fest is every July. Now, I'm going to tell you now, I've been in Vegas when the UFC has been in Vegas. It, to me, is not a great time. you got a lot of rockheads walking around. Everybody thinks they're a UFC fighter. So uh, it, it's like the strip is full of this extra t- testosterone. 
Matter of fact, there was one of the few times that I almost really got into a fight. And I think I talked about it on one show. Me and my wife late at night, and a guy tries to bump shoulders with me. 2.30 in the fucking morning. Eh? Think about it, how big the sidewalk is in Vegas. Yeah. He wants to bump shoulders with me at 2.30 in the morning. It's two of them. It's me and a woman. But they want to fight. And, you know, eventually I got to get that mind frame. is like, you know what? Fuck this. I guess we're going to fight. And then a guy comes up behind me and goes, wow, look at these pussies. You know? Oh. And, you know, the guy's like, act like, okay, this is that tough guy testosterone late at night crap. But you get a lot of those type of characters who come to town. Uh, you know, especially if it's country to country, so they got all that country pride. I would not have wanted to be in town when, like, say, Aldo was fighting Connor. So you got that big Irish contingent, then you got the Brazilians. Anything can jump off. Especially if say you sit at a bar that's five feet away from the uh, mobile arena. And those people come out of the fight, now they're looking for a bar, and you're already sitting there. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I tend to stay away from those type of crowds. Oh yeah, this this would be a uh, what I would say a seriously special crowd. So you know, I don't I don't know about that per se for myself. I try to actually set up my trips to make sure that I'm not in Vegas on a UFC fight weekend, especially since I lately have been staying at New York, New York which would be the hotel basically connected to the stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know that where they fil- they're filtering right there from there to wherever the closest bar. And this is one of the closest bars. I might be sitting at that bar. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just check it out on one of the sports bars for pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's besides, we are talking about Las Vegas in July, and if that takes a special kind of dedication to want to go there. We're talking a, 107 degrees might be the cool night. Yeah, definitely not interested in that. The no, after July, never again. I did one, and I, that's my one and only one. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not doing that one again. That one is just not good for anything. On, it's not good for the body. It's not good for anything. And imagine people that live there is struggling. Oh, man, you know what? They know how to handle it. Their asses don't come out to after dark, and it's still be 90 at night. <laughs> you know? And come to think of Vegas, I just wanted to ask you a question. Shoot. Uh, when you fly, do you drink when you fly? Yeah, I drink on the plane. You drink on the plane? Or before getting on the plane, one or the other. Now, see, I'm kind of the total opposite. I have a ritual. I stopped by a bar, because we have a good bar in our airport here. Mm-hmm. I get a big 20-ounce mug of uh, uh, shock top. I love it. Okay. That's it. One and only. I never drink on the plane. Now, what I do drink on the plane, I come to find out, I read an article this week, and they say it's one of the most popular drinks that people have on the plane. I always have tomato juice on the plane. Oh, wow. Tomato juice and water is all I drink. I found out years ago, I've been drunk twice coming off a plane. It seems like you get bombed drinking very little up in the air. So I don't do it anymore. 
So I do it for the sleep factor because sometimes it actually helps you go to sleep. Well, I used to try this one technique, and I did it for over 10 years, and it never seemed to work. I would pull a 24-hour stunt the night before I float. Okay. But, see, because I'm on on board with my wife, I'm never going to, especially if I'm traveling with her, I'm never going to really be able to get to sleep. Yes. He has woman bladder. <laughs> Women are like three-year-olds. They always have to piss at the wrong time. So you prefer the aisle seat then? I'm the biggest one, man. I'm a big guy. I have to be in the aisle seat. You're not putting me in the middle, and you're not sticking me in the wall. That's like, he doesn't want to be on the, on the outside. You're stuck. Man, I'm on the inside. No. I'm the one I'll stand up. Like, last year was beautiful. I think she went once before the plane. We got on the plane. She went. That was it. The lady next to us never moved a muscle. Because I got my, I, I, what I did was I bought a small laptop, like 11-inch laptop. Yeah. And I got one of these flash drives, where I, a 32-gig flash drive. And I load that shit about five, six movies. This is where I have them coming and going. And now when I get up, I got to move my laptop, my mouse. <laughs> it's a whole shebang. I was on the flight one time, and this lady never moved until I went to sleep. Uh, Finally, I was able to go to sleep, and then I felt so I tapped me on the shoulder. Excuse me, can I have to go to the bathroom? Motherfucker, you couldn't wait 10 minutes before that to say you had to go to the bathroom. You know you had to go to the bathroom. But I, uh, that, That's annoying. I tried. Because sometimes I prefer the exit row, because that way a person can get up and just go around me. Yeah, because that's the longest, that's the longest. See, see but lately, for me to get nonstop flights out of Raleigh, I have to fly Southwest. Yeah. And Southwest, we do the ca- the cattle car system here. Southwest, you don't get a signed seat unless you pay extra money. And I just always, refuse to do it. They always nickel and dime you at the airport. Right. So say to get row eight, seat A, I have to actually pay you an extra $30. Yeah, I mean, no sense. So instead, so there's been times where they switch uh, you and your wife up, like we had to have a seat in the same row. No, no, because this is how it goes. Southwest, you call the motherfuckers 24 hours before your flight, yeah. and you get a number. Oh, okay. So you get. Sometimes I get lucky and I get an A, and I've had some bad B numbers too, like B69. So that meant 90 people been on the 120 people been on the flight before me. And you take whatever seat you want. And, see, you just gave me the kiss of death, man. And I'm flying soon. I hope that shit don't come true. Because I will be jockeying with somebody. Hey, buddy, you don't have to switch up with me. I'm flying with my wife. You know, I might need to hold her hand. Uh, unless you're going to be holding my hand when she gets at the seat. And yeah, if you yeah. don't want to do that, I think you want to switch with me. Yeah, I switch with people all the time if they like, especially because there's always families flying and not because I'm 10, I'm flying by myself. I mean, I don't mind. I just don't want, I have places in the plane, like, if, if you're going to ask me to move my seat and you sit next to a kid, I don't know if I want to take your seat. Oh, no, no. See, two things we're not doing. I'm not getting in a row with a child. And I'm not getting in a row with anybody bigger than me. Oh, yeah. yeah. If your I mean, shoulders... There's been times I've been praying, because I'm, I'm, I'm always on the plane early, and I, I look around like, 
please don't let nobody big come sit down and now I'm all scrunched up in my seat. If your shoulders are bigger than my shoulders, me and you don't need to be in the same row. Because actually, when it's three, no matter how much people, I always, my shoulders always hanging off the edge. Yep, yep. You know, the creator gave me these big rock fucking, um, Brock Lesnar shoulders, so <laughs> I look like I've got a hanger on at all times. Yeah, I always worry about the person that sits next to me or the person that sits behind me. I pray that the person that sits behind me is not tall. Because I'm like, I have a problem. I'm tall. I feel like the seat is in front of me is in my lap. And then I feel like I can't recline because the person behind me is taller than me. You know, I don't even matter one or the other. I don't even bother with reclining. I, no, I have to. I have to at least. No, no. I, I can't I, I, sit upright. Now, what I will do is I am the person that turns that air vent, like, to 9,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should have seen me last year. I was on the plane, and I wore a T-shirt, and I said, damn, sometimes you get on the plane and it's hot. This time, when I turned those airs on, it was cold, and I had my wife's little lady sweater, and I was wrapped <laughs> I probably looked like a freak. I was wrapped up in her little lady sweater. <laughs> and, you know, this her clothes look like little child clothes compared to me. <laughs> so I had this yeah. little sweater on. I think one arm was in, her one on her arm. I got her. She's got to hold me because I'm cold as hell. It seems like now I love cold weather because I sleep my best when it's cold. Yeah, I cannot sleep with heat, but. Man, it kind of knocks me out like a an infant. And, and <laughs> kind of the reason I was bringing up the uh, drinking on the plane, yeah. it seems like everything in this world goes in cycles. We right now, it seems like the air rage cycle. We just oh, had yeah. another incident, what? Maybe that was Saturday, Friday, Saturday with the woman in the stroller? Yeah, but I don't understand that one because I'm like, you know you can't bring a fucking stroller on the airplane. Yeah, they usually take it and put it in that walkway as you come in. Yeah, and it was a double-wide stroller for two kids. And I'm like, well, you know you can't bring that on the airplane. So what was the big deal? Because the guy smashed it on her hand? Yeah, they probably, that, that plane was, that flight was probably ready to rock and roll. And this was a whole, other. and boy, she had some serious theatrics. She was yeah. crying like, you know what? At first, I thought he had slapped her the way she was crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did get some cool perks. But I'm like, she knew she couldn't bring the fucking solo on the airplane, so why? I don't know. I understand people sometimes. You're not even supposed to have a stroller out on a city bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Some people, I always say they they, they look for uh, issues. Yes, yes. They, they want to be super privileged. Everybody do what I need you to do. Yeah, you I'll know. just get on the plane in my boxes and see if no one says anything. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what? It's pretty warm. I think I want to strip down to my wife beater. Yeah. <laughs> is that fine? I mean, is, is nobody has a problem with that, do you? No shirt, just boxes and, and sandals. Yes. And, <laughs> matter of fact, I remember one time me and my wife was flying, and this fucking lady, I mean, this was the best flight ever. This was the JetBlue out of New York to Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's a great flight. And this fucking woman, she had the whole row to herself. We had our row. I mean, this was, I'm talking, empty flight. This line of Vegas must have been 70 people. 
So you could literally, if you wanted to, move from seat to seat to seat. Yeah, move to any seat you want, yeah. This old fucking heifer decides that she's going to put feet up on the rest behind me. Oh. So, like, you turn around and there's just 60 year old feet in your face. I'm like, this shit's not <laughs> happening. And I think she was a shoe salesman or a jewelry. <laughs> Either that or she was a jewelry uh, sales lady. And I was like, man, you got to move. You got to, this is not acceptable. Yeah, you can't have your feet there. First of all, I want to smell your feet. Now I want to turn around and see your feet. No, it was, it was like, you know, I could have turned around and gave him a kiss if I would. I got to turn around and I'm going to feet. And I'm like, what is, what is she doing? <laughs> what is, I mean, people are just too comfortable. I kind of love when I'm on the plane and the seats next to me are empty. I'm like, oh, I can stretch out. Yeah, I had, I got lucky like that. You know what? Southwest, I have not been that lucky. Jet Blue and a, a Virgin America, yes. Uh, uh, I like Virgin and Jet Blue. At least they give you the, some, some extra leg room. I'm flying United going to Vegas. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's not a crowded flight. Well, see, you get something that we don't get. And Southwest is like 1942 airline. We have no entertainment back on the seat. Oh, I'll always bring my own entertainment just in case. Yes. She travels with her tablet. I travel with my little mini lab. And... But now, I used to like back in the old days, Jet Blue and stuff, you could, you know, it's right in the back of the seat. So if you don't want to use, or say, here's the, no, they also don't have uh, sockets. Jet Blue, American version, Virgin America, have sockets. So your phone don't go dead when you're on the plane. You can be charging up while you're flying. Yeah, exactly. That, that's actually great. They actually just added that to New York City buses, too. Yeah, see, but so what I did is I brought one of those, um, I forget, what is it, 10,000 megahertz uh, 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 charges. Yeah. And so, like, when I'm in a place like Vegas, say I'm going from bar to bar and I'm hanging out all day, I'll throw that shit in my bag. This way I always have juice in my phone. So you always have service. Yeah, this way, just in case my battery dies while we out, and see, I, we have these uh, mono play droid Z's. Yeah. These these shits have that turbo boost battery. It charges almost completely in fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's a the the, the batteries are awesome. As long as they don't blow up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I ain't got no uh I ain't got no uh, what is Samsung. Samsung note, yeah. <laughs> well let's let's just talk about this asshole just for a minute. I wanna get him out of the way. And as somebody said he comes up every fucking show, but I guess you gotta talk about Trump, or that means your head is in the sand. Yeah, he's a he's gonna be very popular for the next four years. I just hope it's not eight. Yeah, he's gonna get people to talk. I mean, okay, they said this guy is the has the lowest rating of approval in the last seventy years of any president. That's, that's insane. Yeah, and everything, he, and he's like, uh, what, this week he said, oh, Wednesday he's going to put out his tax plan, and, and hopefully by the end of the week they'll have a new health care plan. Well, like, where, he's been sitting on this shit? Yeah, they're not going to give any give the public any knowledge until I think they know that they even have the votes. But the tax reform, he's, to, he's definitely said Wednesday of this week. 
So mm-hmm. it'll probably be something we can mention on the now next show. Now and and once again, this motherfucker, man. And I hate saying that about a president of the United States. He calls for, he's actually asking for a rally. What the fuck is oh, going man. on with these rallies? <laughs> I mean, I is there know. some special shit going on at these rallies that we don't know about? Are they whispering in each other's ear secrets? What is the purpose of the fucking rally? I think, I think for him, his purpose at one point is, at this point is, they he's love not, me. He's not a popular president, so. Let's have a rally of the people, of my people. Because he's like a, what they call it, a narcissist? Yes. He likes to be praised. and uh, he, he gets a lot of bad coverage. So why risk it and talk to America, the real people of America, instead I can, do, I can select a few? Charlene and Jeffro, come on yeah. down. I need you. And then one, one token black person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, fat, dumb asshole. Who's going to be the most boisterous, the most screaming, and wave? And you know what? He's dumb. he's smart enough to actually know to take advantage of that and call them up on stage. Yeah, all the time. Now, actually, I just actually heard, I was, I was uh, in the morning, I sometimes listen to, like, uh, Z100, and I flicked back and forth. My phone actually switched to BLS, and, uh, Steve Harvey's morning show was on, and he was kind of taking shots at some of the people that he that called him that called that he was friends with that threw him under the bus once he met with Trump. Okay, he might as well just say D.L. Hughley had a set of balls. Yeah, he threw he basically threw D.L. under the bus. I don't think D.L. really cares. Cause, like he's like, oh, if you're my friend, you're supposed to stick with me. But I'm like, no, if you're a friend, a true friend would tell you straight up. That was when you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to stick up with you just because we friends. No. You was wrong. He used you for a photo op. Yeah. Matter of fact, a, a real friend will has the right to correct you. Yeah. You know, now this other thing, this is the top, this to me was the, the cherry on the cake. This fucking Trump is so out of place with reality and anything that makes kind of sense. How the fuck do you tell a guy who's got his legs amputated in, in in a conflict for this country while you're placing a purple heart on him? Congratulations, you're tr- that's tremendous. Yeah, he's 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 fucking out of touch with reality. I mean, I mean, are we sure that he has mental capacity, full mental capacity? Yeah, they should have done a check. But uh, you asked the uh, the soldier, would you want this purple heart or you want your legs? I'm pretty sure he would give the purple heart back for the use of his legs. Matter of fact, uh, to get a purple heart, you either have to be wounded or killed. Nobody in the history of the military wants a purple heart. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the that's the one the thing you don't want mind. on your fucking lapel. You'll take service medals, you'll take this, you'll take that. But you don't want a purple heart, man. Somebody hurt you. Yeah, but he doesn't understand that. So wasn't he a, a draft dodger? Yes, several times. Congratulations. Tremendous. Yeah. This fucking guy, man. But I think he only knows the word tremendous and huge and big. So yes. it actually goes along with his uh, repertoire. 
he, he actually speaks like he's about four and a half years old. So yeah, now, everything is big. Did you hear him tell a lady like two weeks ago it was the greatest cake that you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> like he knows what fucking cake she's seen. It was the greatest cake. He shared a cake with I guess the ambassador of China or something. That's how out of touch he is. He's talking about it was the greatest cake. So when he takes a dump, it was the greatest dump. The dump. Everything he does is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I took a bigly dump today. I mean, you know what? Some shit is, some things in life are mediocre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's normal. <laughs> me, and, me, me and Ivanka just made the best love in the history of this yeah. entire <laughs> universe ten minutes ago. And we did it on top of the wall that I'm building, the huge wall. It was the greatest love making. You should have seen. They, they, they should have found that it was so tremendous. <laughs> now let's talk some basketball, man. But before we get to basketball, did you see the the reports about Aaron Hernandez? Uh, which one is it? That he might be a, a, a bisexual. Bisexual, yeah. Okay, well you know what? This is a good topic. Uh, and it also disgusts me. If this is now, if this is his reasoning for being a homicidal maniac because he wanted to hide the fact that he liked men, that is about as weak of shit as you will ever hear. Yep. And I, I mean, some people say that when you oppress your sexuality, it makes you do, like, people become alcoholics. Because they're trying to hide behind something. I'm like, well, well, if this is true, is he just trying to hide behind the thug image because he didn't want people to know that he likes men? Yeah, I mean, so Odin, so supposedly Odin Lloyd knew this information. Supposedly, yeah. So he gets kidnapped, he gets terrified, he gets driven somewhere, he gets shot six fucking times in cold blood while begging for his life the whole time because he happens to supposedly know that you enjoy men. You know what? I think it takes a man to say, because I'm going to tell you the world right now, if I was a homosexual, if I was a bisexual, I think that I have the makeup where I would have told everybody in my entire life, because my parents would have backed my play, that they can go yeah. fuck themselves. Yeah, if you don't like me for who I am, then hey, because I have never built my life upon who's my friends, who accepts me at the office, or any of that. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So if that's what I, I would not have, I would not have repressed myself where I would have been asexual and I, I wouldn't have been having sex. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But they said that according to these reports, I mean, they're not not sure it's true, but. Might have been found out because they supposedly he left three suicide notes, one for his wife, uh, daughter, and possibly uh, uh, someone in prison that he was having an affair with. Or that was hanging. a quick hookup. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Well, you know what? Here's the thing: if he was hooking up with somebody in jail, you would think that somebody, one of those guys, would have leaked something to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Unless they don't want to be known that they're gay. Yeah, gay for the stay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Only difference is his stay was supposed to be forever. Yeah. But you never heard anyone come home from jail and be like, oh, I slept with a man. <laughs> yeah, it's something to do on a Friday night. Yeah, there's nothing that no one ever comes up and say, hey, I was, uh, I was locked up for like 15 years and I had this relationship with a man. Yeah, except for that, except for that one guy, the one guy, the most famous guy ever, uh, Toss Your Salad guy. Oh, Toss Your Salad guy. Listen, on, like, uh, if you, is it gay if I get oral sexual with men? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's not bullshit. Let's, 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 there's no need to even play games. <laughs> Once, this is, this is, this is when you cross the line. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but this is when you cross the line. The first time that you pop wood that has anything to do with the same sex body, you've entered Gatum. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes, you. Okay. Here, now, this line, this is the only line, and I thought about this a lot. I thought about this a lot in my life. Everybody is almost gay. Everybody who masturbates is gay. You're playing with the same sex organ. <laughs> See, now, somebody told me I'm insane for saying that, but masturbation in technically is gay. <laughs> because it's not like a guy is touching a vagina. It's a man touching a penis. So, uh, in your theory, if you can touch your own, you can touch someone else's. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm saying you're being so gay, but you're being this uh, <laughs> No, no, no. Now, I don't want now. I gotta, we gotta straighten this one out. No, no. I did not. God did not say if you could touch yours, you could touch another. See, now that, that's kicking it a whole nother place. But, uh, I mean, because that's going to establish a couple of things. You're gonna look at it, you're touching it, and you try your best to get it off. So, but it's not in China. Yeah. So, you know what? Maybe I'll come up. Maybe some madman has wrote a uh, article on masturbation is gay. And 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 the next time we do the show, I can actually bring it up. Somebody out there is as sick as me is going to substantiate that. So, I mean, and not that I'm saying that's a bad thing because it's the most natural thing I think there is, but. I'm, I know I can't be the only person who's ever thought about it. You got some preacher that has prayed their masturbation away for the least of you being gay. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I can understand that because there is a Bible verse, and I'm not going to be able to pull it off the top of my head, which actually says that's like one of the greatest sins there is. Okay. But you know what? I was talking to my wife about this, and I'm a person who's read the Bible maybe five, six, seven times now. And I had to because of studies. Yeah. I have found sin against almost everything known to man. Guess one thing I've never found to sin? What? Grown-ups with children. No. Isn't that amazing? You mean grown-ups that have children? No. Oh, grown-ups grown sleeping with children. Exactly. Out of everything oh. else known to man, don't do this with animals. Don't eat certain foods. Don't do certain things after certain times of the day. Don't cut your hair. Now think about well, maybe because at that time they weren't living that long. Yeah, and everybody was young. 
Yeah. Yeah, but then again, if you really think about it, part of the reason with the pig was the fact that pork was killing people. There was no refrigeration. Oh, okay. But people still hold on to that one. So that's why Muslims don't eat pork? Well, that's why Jews, Muslims either, because think about it. It's a sin to eat the pork. But really, that was placed as a rule back then because there was no way to refrigerate it, and the trichinosis was killing people. Okay. So how, do, how are you going to make people stop using it? Say that God told us not to eat it. I mean, we've had refrigeration now for 140 years. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, you got, now this is a killer. This is a killer. And you, I'm sure you're a young black man. You were a young black man growing up in New York City. And I'm sure you got a lot of non-swine friends. Yeah, of course. Now, here's the funny thing. And this is one that I love. These same motherfuckers are not swine. No, man, non-cypher. I don't fuck around with the pig. Dude sleeps around, gets high as a kite, drinks, cusses people out, fight. But the only rule that he follows that's righteous is he won't eat pork. Yeah. Why bother? Exactly like that. Why bother? He won't even eat. He won't even eat uh, a, a burger if you cook pork on the grill first. Yeah. I mean, now I can understand. Like, make my food first, then clean the grill. Yeah, I can, yeah, I've, I've got buddies like that. You couldn't make them a sandwich. Actually, we had a grocery store in my neighborhood. They used to have to have two different uh, meat cutters because so many guys with the, and he'd be the same dude that'd be rolling the blunt in front of the store. Come on, man. Who gives a fuck? So what you ate, you ate, uh, off the same thing that had ham come through it. Cause now you're gonna go cheat on your woman. You just told 552 lies. You haven't stopped cussing since you woke up this morning. You're a fucking thief, but you worried about pork. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the one, if there's a God who's going to say, you know what? Everything else that you did is forgiven. But you've nine props for not eating the pork. Yeah, fuck out of here. You didn't eat pork. Yeah, yeah, that's the stupidest thing ever. You not eating pork is not opening any gateway to any heaven. <laughs> Unless you get everything else by the book. That can't be your one by the book. You know what I mean? Yep. But you know what? Let's see. Aaron Hernandez is also like Trump right now. He'll be the story that'll keep on giving for a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. The only thing that's probably going to Trump that is if O.J. gets out. Oh, well, uh, when O.J. gets out, man, heads will explode. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, I'm feeling bad for Steve Kerr, man. You got that fucking spinal fluid leaking? Yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of bad. I, I had something similar. I had my, my spinal cord was shooting fluid to my brain. What they call, uh, meningitis. They call it viral meningitis, yeah. I, you know what? I have meningitis. You've had meningitis? Yeah. I've had, uh, uh, I did not have spinal. Thank God. Spinal is, is pretty bad. I had the other meningitis. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was viral. Yeah, yeah, I had viral meningitis, but it was like, it felt like, they, well, how did they treat yours? You know what they did? I basically laid undercover in a dark room for a fucking week. Yeah, same thing. But I had to, I was in the hospital. They wouldn't release me because it was around my brain. And uh, 
I felt like I felt like there was someone in my brain with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it was. You know what? I think that I actually got this virus. I was. I remember where I was. I was. I went to the Poconos with my wife, and I came back sick as a dog. Matter of fact, I don't think I could work for like a month. I was in pretty bad shape. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wish that on anyone. No, and you know what? I also had uh, two two herniated discs, and I remember when I had my herniated disc, that shit kept me out of work for like nine months. And hey, did you have surgery on that? I no, no, no. See, oh. that's what Kerr is basically saying. Don't do the surgery. You know, they have not perfected. They perfected the heart. They perfected kind of doing your brain, reattaching shit. But I'm not taking a chance. You know, I guess I don't have to live with a certain degree of pain for the rest of my life than to have somebody fuck with my spinal cord, man. Yeah, with the spinal cord, mess around, you end up in a wheelchair. You went in for a herniated disc and you end up in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you know what? Herniated disc, I, I, I guess I'm one of the fortunate ones. I'm not creaky. I'm able to, I never, I never lost my strength. I mean, it put me down for those nine months. But I never really had any more swelling in there. You know, my body kind of recuperated. Other things went wrong, but that area kind of hooked up. I mean, I have some back pain here and there, but it's, it's, I, I survived that and I'm glad, you know, because some people, some people go from being 30 to like 90 years old because of herniated discs, like overnight. Yep. So your boys, we're going to start out with your boys first. Uh, so now the Bulls and the Celtics are 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I said it the other day. I said without Rondo, it's going to be a tough, tough for the Bulls because they have a point guard suck. Are they even bringing Carter Williams off the bench or there's some other kid name I've been seeing? There's Carter Williams and there's another guy who I don't really know. He's I think he was number zero. I was like, I don't know that guy. Hmm. He must have got called up from the D-League or something. Now, I will say that most of the playoffs, and I'm watching a lot of basketball, I mean, I've watched more basketball right now than I combined regular season. Yeah. Uh, but I will not. I am not seeing Golden State because Golden State, first of all, on the weeknights, they don't, their games don't come on to 10.30, so that means it's not in the 1 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, Golden State, you have to be like uh, on the West Coast. <laughs> I guess to watch their game. Now, I watched my Spurs lose to the Grizzlies, and I watched Kawhi Leonard absolutely positively be a beast. Beast, yeah. I'm, uh, Kawhi, if I was starting the team, everybody would agree with this. I'm starting a team today. Kawhi Leonard is my first player. Now, I, I, I might take Anthony Davis it's between those two, but nobody else. Not, uh, LeBron's a little too old. He's going to give me three, four more good years, but Kawhi's only 25 and getting better. I must say about the, 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 the Grizzlies, old man Carter still walking around this league, and he's been playing 33 and 36 minutes. He's been averaging over 33 minutes per game so far against the Spurs, and I'm like, Carter's 40 years old. You don't see him complaining, bitching, moaning. He, and you know what? Vince decides he wants to play defense. Vince plays defense. And he's never selfish about being the, the offense got to come to him. 
I'm going to tip my hat to Conley Jr. I remember when he wasn't this guy. He's that guy now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when he didn't seem to have an offense. But now he has an offense. And you know what? The Grizzlies are the worst team to actually have in the first round because they're going to make you grind. Yeah, they make, they, they, they were, they're workhorses. And it's ugly. And it's a grind. And LaMarcus Aldridge, I do more bitching, screaming, and moaning about him than I do about anybody on this planet right now. He is M-I-A. Yeah, his number, I don't know, maybe he doesn't fit the Spurs, uh... I want to go Because from what he did in Portland to with the transition over, he took a lot of hits going to, uh, in his stack going over to the Spurs. I mean, I know everyone wants to win, but sometimes their game just don't fit, fit the rotation. And you want to know something, though? I don't know if you watch the Spurs often. LaMarcus gets his shots. LaMarcus misses his shots. These are the same shots he was draining. He is now missing them. I mean, I've seen too many 2 for 11 nights this year. I know that he had some hard uh, spear, and I'm real sympathetic to that. Trust me, real sympathetic. But he just is not – I think the pressure – he has Tim Duncan standing on his shoulders, and he cannot get past that. Yeah, he I mean, for the, for the Grizzlies, damn, 11 points, 16 points, 13 points. In only one of those games, he had more than 11 rebounds. The other games, he had a total of six. Listen, uh, Friday, would you would you say Friday was that? Did you say 11 points? Uh, Friday would have been the 20th. Yeah, no, 22nd was... Saturday, he had 13 points, two rebounds. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you now. Seven of those points came in a two-minute stretch. Uh, two dunks, one jumper, and a free throw. So that he meant, played the whole game. Well, yeah. no, he played 42 minutes. So the other six points came, who knows? The overtime, I don't think he scored a bucket. As a matter of fact, I know he didn't score in the last eight minutes plus overtime. But you can't have that. It. He's shooting almost 50%. <laughs> well, I can't – you know what? That's kind of amazing because, uh, damn, man. I mean, if he's taking 11 shots and he's making five of them, it's because he's taking 11 instead of taking 18. It's not like yeah. – It's not before the, – the game before – the two games before that, he was three for eight and five for eight. That's, that he, that's invisible. Now, yeah. and it's not like – Parker's taking a, a, a super amount, and fucking Ginobili in four games has not made one basket. <laughs> Can you believe be four games? My wife, when I told my wife that, she says he's got to go. It might be time to retire after that. Yeah. Now you got the. Let me ask. I don't watch the Spurs often. Do they run their offense through Leonard? No, oh, the offense runs through Parker. Oh, okay. Is Parker still the point guard? It's not like Leonard's the point guard. Now, yeah, but I'm saying like, uh, like for instance, uh, just because he's not the point guard, but do he get the most attempts at shooting the ball? Sure, he's the he's the he's the star, but it's not like Lamarcus. I mean, but here you got it. You got a seven foot dude, basically, right? He's catching the ball out past the three point line, and he don't shoot three pointers. He don't shoot three, yeah. So what the fuck are you even out there for? Yeah, he's, every game he shot one three and hasn't made one yet. Yeah, you know, I don't watch – I'm not really watching 
the Clippers and Utah. But for the second year in a row, this fucking Blake Griffin, man, you cannot count on Mr. Blake Griffin. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. First off, if you got a broken toe, can't you just take that shit up and play? You know what? I guess it depends on your pain threshold, and who knows if he has one. I mean, I, as long as it's not maybe your big toe, I think your other toe, you might can strap that up and play. I think he's got play on broken ankles. Yeah, well, we don't know. What about Blake Griffin has shown you he's that kind of guy? Yeah, I listened to him jump over the Kia. Yeah, well, he was good there. Now, LeBron carried his boys to first round, uh, uh, sweep of, uh, Indy. Which and, may be Magnus Johnson's greatest gift ever. Cause it's gonna be a reason Paul George is out of Indiana now. You know what? I want Paul out of there, but I want Paul to do some growing up too. Paul is quick to throw people under the bus and I didn't know he was that kind of character. Yeah. And you know what? Paul came up real small yesterday. It wasn't like he had a – I mean, I think he scored 29, but that was a quiet-ass 29. You can't yeah, keep letting Lance think that it's his team. I don't even know where the hell Lance came from. You know what? Lance was on the Hornets for five minutes this season. They let him go. And then another team picked him up, and they let him go. I think Lance right. has been on three teams this year. Those had a shit game yesterday. He shot five for 21. Yeah, you can't have that in a do-or-die game and you're the star. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll definitely do it. Uh, he'll pack his bags and go to the Lakers. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really waiting for the second round because I don't give a fuck about Washington and Atlanta. I really don't care about the Raptors and the Bucks. Maybe you do, but yeah, I don't really, really I mean, I like to watch the Bucks play. I think yesterday was the first game. I mean, the day before was the first time I ever seen them win play this season. This is, goes to show how out of touch I've been with basketball this year. I didn't even realize Dwight Howard was on Atlanta. Yes, he is. Matter of fact, I'm, he was I'm a basketball fan. Yeah, he goes crazy. I think I, his own coach said, dude, we set plays for you. You just end up in the wrong position. Miss, he missed uh, some slams. Now, I... I I definitely am into the OKC Rocket series. Yeah, that was a, actually a good game yesterday, but uh, Houston has just too much firepower for OKC. Now, what I want to know, and I didn't hear anybody talk about this today, and I don't know why Billy Donovan is not catching a little flack. How, maybe you could explain to me, and explain it to me like I'm, I'm a slow three-year-old. Why the fuck did they keep Robinson in the game? That was actually, I was sitting there whole watching that and getting sad for him. Oh, because it was following him on purpose. And not just that, he missed free throw. Yeah, <laughs> free throw after free throw after free. You know what he's been better off doing? Just fucking throwing the ball at the basket in anger and maybe it won't go in. Yeah, we was watching the game yesterday and OKC has Doug McDermott, who's a, his specialty is three-point shooting. They could have took Robinson out for McDermott. At least he could hit a fucking free throw, even if he didn't make the three. But at, it was a certain point of the game where they needed three-pointers. And Russell Westbrook was being double-teamed. Yeah, Russell hit a tough one. Now, but my thing was, why Why the fuck would you pull? Okay, Robinson's out there when you're on the defensive end. You hold, if you know that they're going to play half of Robinson, 
you got to hold some free, uh, some, some timeouts for late in the game situations. Think about it. If this ass clown just makes four, I mean, it was 12. He went two for 12. I think me and you could do two for 12. Yeah, this is what I was saying at the last, uh, our last show. Some of these guys in the offseason, as you know, you can't hit fucking free throws. Every day you should stand at that free throw line and shoot 100 free throws. Because I'm betting Until you figure out some form of, of technique that your shots will start going in. Yeah, you do it the same way every time. I don't give a fuck if you have to do it underhand like 1922. Yeah. His mother was probably at home crying because she was saying, damn, my poor baby's out there. Look at this fucking... He's a dickhead. He can't snap damn free. He makes just a couple of those free... Matter of fact, he changes the whole flow of the game because now all of a sudden they say, we can't foul. And then you know what killed me? Not only that, the OKC found a way to keep giving him the ball to get now. Yep, yep. I was like... Bill, the coach is an idiot. Did you, did you see that look that uh, Dan Tony had on his face? Dan Tony wanted to laugh, but he couldn't because he was yeah. like, "You know what? We we win in this game here, and it still was down to the damn wire." Yeah. So who knows, Dan Tony would reclaim his career. Yeah, Dan Tony probably is going to win Coach of the Year. Yep. Hmm. Hey, my brother. Wrap this one up for us. Give the people our information. As always, folks, you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and most importantly, our YouTube page, at Netboy Doc. Subscribe, comment, share. Uh, even if you don't like it, you can put you don't like it. Uh, give us a reason why. We always respond to you. Uh, like I said, hit us on YouTube, at Netboy Doc. Okay, it's been real as always. My pleasure, our pleasure. And this is Doc on behalf of our world with NetBoy and Doc. And I'm going to tell you, same way I always tell you each and every time. Peace.